God bless you today. This is Pastor Linda Faison. I'm coming to you from the Living Water Christian Center Church located in East Orange, New Jersey, where Reverend Theodore A. Faison is our senior pastor. We are privileged to be able to be in your homes today and bring you the Word of God. We know that we are living in unprecedented times and being challenged from all points and all sides, but we believe that God has a word to strengthen his people, fortify us, and keep us in the days ahead. May you be blessed by the word you hear today. We're so grateful that we serve a mighty God. There's nothing impossible for him. He can do all things, and he's doing it for our benefit, and we're so glad about that. We thank God today. We're here at Living Water Christian Center Church. I'm Pastor Faison, and we're happy to have you with us. We thank you for your support and your attention and your online giving as we celebrate Jesus during this time of pandemic and um, economic crisis, mental health crisis, and social justice crisis is going on around us. But we serve a mighty God, and he's able to fix things for us. Amen? Not just for us, but for everyone. And we're so thankful for that. We're going to continue our study in 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, but let's have a word of prayer first. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for being our God and our Father. We thank you for hearing us as we pray. And as we enter this portion of the service, Lord, we ask that you enter in with us that we who have an ear will hear what the Spirit of God is saying unto the church. Speak, Lord, show us, and help us to receive what thus say the Lord out of your word. We thank you for these things even now. We ask you to touch our ears, teach us to listen, and touch our eyes that we might see Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So last week we talked about um, being um, sojourners and strangers and pilgrims in this land, how we have citizenship, not just here, but we have citizenship in heaven as well. Amen? And, um, and we're a little strange. We're peculiar. We're strange. We're different because we're the people of God. We serve the living God. And so that makes you stand out amongst the others. And it has also puts a light on you, a little spotlight in the sense and that you're being watched. As, as um, Christian men and women and children, you're being watched. You're being observed. And you're being observed. Somebody is observing you because they want to see you fail at what you're doing. And somebody else is observing you because they want to know if this thing is real, if it really works. So we have to conduct ourselves in such a way. All right? And so it says here in verse 13, one of the things it says here, it says, Submit yourselves <laughs> to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake whether it be to kings as supreme or unto governors or unto them that are sent by, the, by him for the punishment of evildoers, for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. As free, not using your liberty, for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God, honor all men, love the brethren, fear God, honor the king. And so the word of God is telling the believer 
to obey the laws of the land, basically. Amen? And says so to obey the laws of the land, to put the silence, the, the mouths of the ignorant. The ignorant, ignorant is not meant to be an insult. It's just those who don't know. All right? And so what the, Peter is telling us and through the Holy Spirit is that we should set an example of citizenship amongst the world. We as believers, we obey the laws. Yes, you do. You obey the laws. Because when you don't obey the laws, you suffer the consequences. You know, even, and, and so this is a challenge. When we look at our history, even our most recent history, there are laws that, are, that seem unfair and inappropriate. All right? And so if, if you challenge the laws of the land, you have to, you have to suffer the consequences. Okay? When we look at um, the civil rights movement, we look at um, Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., John Lewis, and all those great people that, that served, that worked, and they stood against, and they had what we call civil disobedience. But see, when they committed what's known as civil disobedience because the law of the area was just racist and inappropriate, they, they went ahead and disobeyed that, but they also submitted themselves to the, to the government. All right? And that's why there were so many arrests of people working for civil rights back in the day. And there'll be arrests for people doing those same things today. And so it's up to the Christian man, woman, child to be an example, be an example of citizenship in this land. Okay? So, so the unbeliever and the haters won't have an occasion against you. I mean, how bad does it look? when you see the preacher being arrested for some heinous crime. It doesn't just look bad for that individual. It looks bad for the, for the church, for the body of believers, that kind of thing. And so it's up to us to be those examples. And so we submit ourselves to the law, and we submit ourselves to the representatives of the law. Amen? Um, from, the, from the White House to the crossing guard, we submit ourselves. I dare you. No, I don't. Don't, I don't dare you. But when you come to the corner and the crossing guard tells you to wait, you better wait. All right? Because he or she is representing the government and representing the higher power. Okay? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn with me. Let's look together at Romans chapter 13. Because Paul talks about the same thing in the 13th chapter in the book of Romans. He says it a little differently, but he's telling us the same thing. I just want to show it to you. And we're going to start at verse 1. Let every soul be subject unto higher power. For there is no power or no authority but of God. And the powers that be are, are ordained of God, ordained by God. Whosoever therefore resist the power, resist the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive themselves damnation. And this is very close. Look at verse 3. This is talking about the intent. When we look at verse 3, we're talking about the intent of government. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. So what we have in verse 3 is the intent. Because somebody could find out 
and looking around and said, look, there's some terrorists in government, and there's some bad people, and they're doing some awful things, and you see that, all right? And throughout history, you know, we've seen some awful individuals in positions of power that hurt people, okay? And I don't have to name them all. You know, you know you've studied this, and you've seen it. Okay, and so, but verse 3 gives you the intent. This is God's intent for government. God's intent for government, because God ordained government, and his, his intent for government is to benefit the people, to benefit the citizens, to benefit the people, and to, and, and to, to praise those who do well, and to apprehend and discipline those who, who disobey the law. You understand that? Amen? Verse 4 says, For he is a minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he bears not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon them that does evil. All right, so here's the problem. So the, the government is supposed to arrest apprehend, discipline those that do evil. Amen? I understand we have recent history. We have George Floyd. We have others who the, who the government, the government representatives have done more than they're called to do. And folks have suffered at their hands. You know? And so we, right now we're in a social justice crisis. We're in an economic crisis. We're in a medical crisis. We're in an economic crisis. We're in a mental health crisis. And we're also in a social justice crisis because of representatives of the government have gone too far, you know, and, and people have died and suffered at their hands. And it seems like it takes a long time for justice to come around, okay? So what we, but as believers, as believers now, you know, we're, we're going to obey the law. We're not going to, we're, we're going to protest. When we protest, we protest peacefully. Here's where you say amen. We do this peacefully. We're not the people throwing rocks and windows and, and looting and carrying on and carrying and stuff out. No, no, no. Not the same. Uh-uh. We don't do that. Okay? Matter of fact, what we do, we abstain. The scripture tells us to abstain from the appearance of evil. Right? So if it looks wrong... We try to abstain from that kind of behavior. But in general, we obey the law. You know, there's laws. Laws are for the lawless. You know, if everybody lived and loved each other, loved God and loved each other, we wouldn't need these laws. But we don't do that, right? So we need laws. We need, we need boundaries. We need rules. We need a fence to be placed up and tell somebody, don't go past this line, okay? We need that. Even the believers need it. Because sometimes we, we step out and we fracture a couple rules. Okay? So here's the thing. So it's important for us, to, again, to be an example of citizenship. Now, here's the problem. Some people are just so disobedient, bunch of folk, because they never learned this at home. Uh-huh. Uh, they, never, they never submitted to their parents. And because they never submitted to their parents, they never understood authority. All right? And these parents, there's some parents who haven't taught authority to their young ones, to their little ones. You've got to learn it while you're little, and it will save your life. And you folks who have children, you need to teach your children authority. You need to teach them to obey you. 
because you want to be the one to discipline them. You want, don't want them to have to be disciplined by the government. You don't want that. And so this is where we learn. We, this begins at home. It begins at home to we respect authority and to learn how to be obedient and to submit ourselves, okay? And as we grow older and as the child grows older and the child matures, he can ask more, he or she can ask more questions and even challenge the boundaries that are set up for them, okay? Always in submission. Praise God. So here's the thing. So what we want to understand is that we, we learn this at home. We respect our parents. The Bible says, honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God gives you. There's a benefit to those who honor their father and mother. I grew up with people who have not honored their parents, and they are not around today. They are not around. I'm not talking about the parents who take their kids out. I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about people who are just outright disobedient all the time and often, and they carried on, and they caused their demise. Okay? So here's the thing. Now, somebody's saying, but how can you obey these people when they're making these laws that are just not right? You know, how can you, how can you submit to a man or a woman who you know is just doing bad things? Okay? You know, and that's a challenge. That's terrible. That's a terrible thought, and, and it happens, and it's happening even today, and people are feeling that way. You know, and you can't wait for the next election to, um, to get people out of office, and then the folks that you didn't vote for gets in the office anyway. That stuff happens, right? So here's what we have to do. We have to learn how to honor the office. Hear what I'm saying? You, we, have in the people, we have individuals in office that you may not like, <laughs> that you may not have chosen, right? They weren't your choice, and you don't like them, and you don't want them there, but you have to at least honor the position that they're in. Okay, when it says honor the king, and the kings, the original readers of this day were being prosecuted by the government. They're being chased down. And, and even, even Jesus was persecuted by the government of, Jew, um, of Jerusalem, the government of the day. You know, the Jewish Sanhedrin, and then later the Roman government, okay? But even he, in all that he did, in all that he is, he was respectful. Hear what I'm saying. We have to respect the office that the individual holds, okay? No matter how awful that individual is, we respect the office. No matter how strongly you disagree with that man or woman, they're in a position, and at, as a minimum, respect the position that they're in, okay? And that will get you through a lot of stuff and cause you to act right, cause you to address people a certain way. Oh, come on now. You know there's folk in your life that you, that you may have had in your life that you, that, oh my goodness, I, I can't stand them but they're in a position. You may have reported to someone on the job that you, that you did not like. <laughs> maybe you had that position. Or maybe somebody reported to you and didn't like you. Okay? But at least, as a minimum, you respect the position that they're in. 
I've had to say that to people myself. I said, look, you may not want me, but I have the job. And you need to respect the job and the office that I hold. As a minimum, you got to do that much. How you feel about me? You know, okay. Can't help you. But you better respect the office that I hold. And we need to do that wherever we are, people. And so that's the thing. And so when you come across individuals in authority, right, that, that um, you disagree with, or that you, individuals that you really don't like, you know, just because we're Christians don't mean we like everybody. We need to show love and courtesy and respect and things like that. But we're not liking everybody. You know, when you come across these individuals and they're in the office, respect the office that they are in. Talk to them as in the office that they're in. Even Jesus did that. When he was brought up before the Jewish council, when he was brought up before Pilate, when he was brought up before the king, he respected their office. Even when Pilate said the crazy thing like, don't you know who I am? You know, I have the power of life and death. He was talking to the Lord. <laughs> he was talking to the Lord, talking about the power of life and death, you know? And, and Jesus was respectful. You hear what I'm saying? He was respectful. He is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Almighty God himself, and he was still respectful for the office that these men held. He respected the individuals. And that's what the Lord is asking us to do. And the other thing that the Lord is asking us to do is to pray. Let's look at 1 Peter. We want to turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm sorry, not 1 Peter. I want 1 Timothy this time. Okay, 1 Timothy chapter 2. <laughs> it says, I exalt you, verse 1, therefore that all, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving thanks be made for all men, all people. The Lord is telling us through the word of God, he's told Timothy, and he's telling us that we should be praying for all people. Then look at verse 2. For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. The word of God is telling the saint to pray for people in authority. We do that here at the Living Water Church. We pray for people in authority. And see, you don't, have to, you don't have to like the one that's in authority. You don't have to be in agreement with them. But you have to pray. We are obligated. We are commanded. It is imperative that we as believers pray for these folks. All right? Pray for them. Pray for their health. Pray for their success. Pray that they make good decisions on our behalf. Right? Um, some of y'all are praying them out of office. You could do that too. But pray. Pray, pray, pray. We have to pray for these individuals no matter what level of government that they're in. Okay? And so the benefit is so that we can live a quiet, peaceful life. We're not, we're not reckless folk. We're not rebels. We want to live a quiet, peaceful life. We want, we want to be mind our own business, be left alone. Yes, we do, right? Pray for these folks. Pray for them. No matter how you feel about them individually, 
right? Pray for them. It says, verse 3, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. It is not God's will that anybody perish, but that all people come to repentance. Look what else it says here. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained the preacher, this is Paul talking, and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ, I lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. All right? And so this is Paul saying. He's saying here that we pray. So here's, what, here's our obligation. Here's our commitment to people in office. We honor and respect them. If you have difficulty with that, honor and respect the office that they're in. Okay? Obey the rules of the land, the laws of the land. As much as possible, you want to obey the laws of the land. Okay? If you find yourself in a position where you feel like you have to disobey the law, then submit yourself to the judgment of the law. Uh-huh. The other thing we have to do, we have to pray. Pray for the leaders. Pray for folks in government. Pray for, pray for um, local government. Pray for the police, the fire department. Pray for everybody. You know? We have to be a praying people. And we need to pray for this United States government and the local state government, the local government, the school board, the crossing guard. We need to be praying for all these people. Okay? Because we are examples. We are the example of citizenship in this country. It's up to us to be those examples. And even when we are assembled, and even when we protest, we do it in a peaceful manner. We do it in a nonviolent manner. Martin Luther King and the folks in the Civil Rights Movement, um, they taught us these things, and we continue doing it that way. Because as Christian men and women, and children, we represent God. We don't just represent our household and ourselves. We represent the living God, and it's up to us. It's up to us to be the examples and to lead from the front and not from the back, okay? And we have to teach our young people that. We have to teach our children that, and we have to teach them um, discipline and honor and respect while they're little, so when they grow up, there'll be men and women who won't have to be worried every time because of something they've done. And it's bad enough that, that as a black man, and when the cops pull you over, you're concerned. Okay? And it might just be something like your tail light is out. <laughs> you're concerned. Right? Everybody being pulled over is not being pulled over because they, um, they were speeding. Oh, well, I know about that. But they're not also always being pulled over because they're driving while black. You know? But sometimes you are, and you have to be respectful. Let me just say this real quick, and then we're going to close out. Um, you driving at night, and the police pulls you over, the trooper or whoever is pulling you over, what you need to know that they're a little bit nervous too. Yeah, because they don't know what's in that car with you. All right? 
So you want to be courteous. Even if you don't understand and you might be a little bit upset, you want to be courteous. You want to watch how you talk. You want to keep your hands in the, in the open. You turn the light on in your car so they can see in there real easy because they're a little nervous as well, okay? And you don't want to do anything to cause them to be upset or nervous or scared or anything like that. Amen. Okay, now I know some people saying, that shouldn't be that way, and they're fussing at me right now. But listen to the pastor. I'm telling you what's right. And ask me how I know. Okay, so here's, here we go. So obey the laws, respect the people in office, and pray. Pray for them. Pray for yourself. Pray for them. And keep on praying because we want to live a quiet, peaceable life. Even we who are the loudmouth Christians and the talkers want to live a quiet, peaceful life. Amen? And I'm sure you do. And so we thank God for that. Praise the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, help us, Father. Help us in this time of this social justice crisis going around us. Help us to be examples of citizenship. Help us, Lord, to follow hard after your will and to do the things that that cause you to be pleased with our conduct. We pray for people in office today, Lord. We pray for them that you will, that you will work with them, that you bring them around, that you draw them by your spirit. We ask that you have godly men and women around these men and women who make the decisions to advise them. Do these things for us, Lord. Do it for your people for the citizenship. We thank you for these things even now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. As always, if you're not a Christian man or woman, you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, if you know that you need to be saved from sin, we just encourage you to call upon the name of the Lord. Just ask Jesus into your life. If you believe that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, if you believe that he was risen from the dead, just ask him in. Say, Lord, I need to be changed. I need to be saved. And he'll do it right away. He'll do this thing for you without exception. No matter who you are, what you've done, or how people perceive you, or how you even perceive yourself. It's not God's will that anybody perish, but that all people come to repentance. That all people come to salvation. God bless you and thank you so much. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973 902 9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. To support our ministry with your tithes and offering, you can use PayPal at livingwaterccc, Cash App at livingh2o church, or Zelle at 973 973- 
502-902-9933. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.